0: Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Sparks and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Golding, and it gives me great pleasure to announce my new title in the UK's National Miz 2022-23. And of course, usually there is not a pause, there's the shot, Uh and that has been for the past two years, so it's uh, just getting used to seeing that. And honestly, it's been a while um I'm not gonna make an apology that I haven't been doing the podcast because you know life has different priorities um It's been a crazy five weeks full on uh, two, good two weeks and weekends just full of pageantry and uni and life um <laughs> so much and now we're in the frozen of summer holidays and a heat wave. Um, but I will get back to recording and I have so much I want to talk about so, so much. So of course, if you guys have ideas as well, just DM me, give me the deets. Let's go. But, um, the reason I'm recording one now, it's literally nearly half 11 at nine. I should be going to sleep. I've looked at my psychology book a million times. The words are just not making sense. It's hot as a heat wave, P keeps waking up um and demanding cuddles, and uh yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun time right now um, but I finally got round to, and I said this after I do the deadline of um one of my science essays, I was like, I will update, <laughs> I will update. Fox and Rhinestones Pageant Hall of Fame. Now, this is basically an album of the um girls who I have trained who have placed or won. Um, so not just the winners um but placed as well. And the thing is, I've been updating my page on Instagram like with the pictures and like showing the girls who have not placed and cuz I feel it's really important to celebrate everyone's achievements in pageantry whether you have a crown or not um but this is just obviously showcase who I've worked with you know so you know if if I'm the right coach for you to work with um but of course now I can add UK's National miss into the the list of crowns that I've helped win um myself and of course Helen's, so that's two. <laughs> um, as well as all the other pageants that I have helped with, best interview and winning their crowns and placing. Um, but <laughs> I digress. I finally got to update it. There's forty six pictures to add. Um, I say forty six girls, but of course there was a repeat of girls because we had Yummy and then we had the internationals as well so that's that's how long it's been um I should take my advice with that um <laughs> however I had so many nice messages about you know like oh you haven't coached me but I listened to your podcast all the time and watch your videos and I have the book it's literally my bible um you know so much it's helped so much even if I haven't you know given you any money I mean if you what a handbook you have but <laughs> um and that brings me the best joy because when I started Sparks and Wainstones five years ago um I started it as a free resource um because when I started pageants many years ago there was nothing here for the UK and now we are very lucky we have a few um that may give advice or are an interview platform so you can go and be interviewed on there um and of course, you have coaches as well. And for Sparkles, we didn't start out as a coaching business. It was literally just an advice page. We did blogs and then videos. And then eventually in 2019, um, we branched out to interview coaching and then walking coaching. Now we've gone back to just interview because your girl's really old. Um, but of course, I have been coaching since 2015. Fourteen, fifteen, 15, like the local girls, um, here in Wiltshire. But, <clears throat> I digress of all this. Um, it, there's still so much information provided that is free, and that's the reason why our sessions are really low cost, because everyone deserves to have at least one session of pageant training. Even if it's just a confidence boost, the amount of girls, obviously <laughs> joked with, like, because I put like what training they've done You know, it's like life coach, (laughs) therapist, you know, sometimes, sometimes you need to be that person, um, but it's been so nice to hear from you guys and honestly I do have a massive list of things I need to talk about and I'm going to of course share my own experiences in this episode today and there's going to be good and bad aspects in this episode, um, and we've touched on it before because basically a lot has happened in Pageantland these past few weeks. We've had, we knew we're basically catching up with the backlog of COVID. There's only one pageant now that goes into nationals, that'll be the catch ups, that's Galaxy. Then I think the last national pageant is Crown Glory because that hasn't been held since 2019. Um, and then I think everyone's caught up, which is great, isn't it? Like, it's been such a long time with COVID. You, it's really thrown everything out with pageantry. However, there have been a lot of crowns coming back to the UK. Uh, we've had Yami and Wai Mai, and we now have one from Royal as well with Miz. Um, the Miz are killing it. They are killing it in the pageant world right now. Um, and... I have no doubt there are going to be crowns coming back um, in August time with both Regency and Galaxy. 100% that's coming, some coming back to the UK. Guarantee it. Don't put money on it. <laughs> like, don't say to me, I'll bet with you because I'm not a betting person. Uh, <laughs> don't hold me to it. But... So that's yes. Yeah. So it's kind of what this episode is going to be about is the pageant attitude. Um. Now there is, of course, mindfulness and all the other things you can do, but I'm basically going to talk about different aspects of pageants, and the attitudes that I have come across recently. Um. So, the first thing, of course, is the winning and losing. So when I talk about people competing so many more people going through these emotions, you know, when you enter a pageant, there's going to be one crown, that's it, unless you're competing for a pageant that's going to crown two girls, um, in your division, because of course they're divisional, so yes, there may be five crowns, but there's only one that you are eligible for, um, there may be side awards, there may be chances for you to come back on a, um, you know, free entry, reduced entry, Uh, as a prize there are so many different things um that can be offered however you know going into that that there's only going to be one winner and this is where the attitude comes in so I remember probably a couple of years ago there was this whole debate about why pageant girls don't need platforms like or advocacies like you know, some people have been in pageants and won, and you know not had anything to them, as in like the advocacy. You know they just, helped at our events and traveled. You know, and, you know, which is just a part of the pageant community, and I think that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because I understand the reasoning. You have to be, to see both sides. However. It then gets me to think that if the person is only going into that system to win, what are they doing with it afterwards? So it's taking away that chance of someone else who could say has the same attitude they want to win, but they also want to do stuff with it. Now, in the UK, you do get queens that win and don't do nothing. And you get queens who don't have an advocacy or platform and win and they do loads of stuff. It's, I think some people get confused with the whole platform advocacy because they think that's the only thing they should be doing or that's the only thing they can do. Now, here to make your life a little bit better, you don't need a platform, you don't need advocacy. Sometimes it's nice to have it, to have something to care about. And this is why I made my platform a bit wider with the usual pageant voice. Because I could then pick and select things that I aligned to and I really wanted to support, and things that I'm knowledgeable about. So you know, there's no point of having a platform if you don't know anything about it. Um, and it's that attitude, that attitude of, well, that person won and they have nothing to them, why should they win? And it comes down to that whole thing of pageantry is the best woman wins person who has performed the best on stage and the best in interview they may not perform the best in interview and perform better on stage and vice versa you know I definitely know last year my interview carried me <laughs> with that stage with <laughs> those stage walks um maybe this year as well who knows um <laughs> but if you have that attitude of you should won because you have a platform you do so much it, it kind of taints your pageant, like, the view that you have on pageantry. I've talked about this many times, of course, because when you don't win, there's a range of emotions that you have. And it's if you haven't prepared for not winning, it's going to hit you hard. And this is where that pageant attitude comes in. If you are competing and you're like, that's my crown, I'm going to win that, You know, no one else is getting in my way. I deserve it. I'm the best. You know, there's no way I'm not winning that crown. And then you don't win it. You are so focused on winning that crown that you miss out on so much. You miss out on the friendships, on the experience, on everything that a pageant can give you. If you're just... You should never forget the end result. Because, of course, that's important. But you miss that whole journey to the end result. And then you find yourself sitting there getting angry because someone else took your crown. And that's where the social media posts go online. And the talk backstage and all of that sort of stuff. And it really bugs me because that person could have worked so hard. I mean, I would hate... To have people say that I didn't deserve to take that crown this year. I've had no one say it to my face. So <laughs> so that's good. Um, but if they said that someone else deserved it more than me. I'd be like okay explain your reasonings. Explain why they deserved it more than me. Because I'm pretty sure we're all on an equal footing. It's just on the night. Different judges. Different attitudes. Different outcomes. Literally, is. when I prepared this time, because if you didn't know, last year I competed in UK's National Miss and I placed second round up, And I had my cry literally as I got off stage before the crowning, before I even made top five. And that's because I was in a lot of pain. I think that kind of helped me as well because, you know, it just took out all the stress of everything that had happened over the past two days and months and all of that time preparing so when it got to the fact that my name was called a second runner up I was fine with it and what I'm at peace is peace with is that the winner who eventually crowned me of course she was an incredible queen and if I had that attitude of well she beat me I'm not gonna support her like I would have missed out on seeing her journey, on joining in her campaigns, even getting to interview her and join you know, bring her into Pageant Con. Um like I think that if you see everyone else as your competition you're not gonna have a great time here in Pageantland at all. And that is that is having the attitude of mm-hmm, I'll try to word it. Having a pageant attitude is you know still making sure that you yourself are you know the forefront of everything you do because I'll get to a section about that in a minute um <laughs> but also making sure you're you are very much aware of your surroundings um and yeah when I came into it this time round, I told myself and I told well I hadn't told myself I told everyone else that this would be my last pageant I said it on the podcast I said it on videos I was like this will be my last pageant now we all go oh but it won't and I had in my head a backup plan I said well you know if I don't win I still do have the lifetime queen crown I can you know be a queen still maybe compete in another pageant next year and then have that whole retirement you've got to retire in a high haven't you you know and then you can come back a few years later like oh who's out of retirement um however I knew that it wouldn't be for a very long time I step on stage again that's why I had factored in my handover of course and I always joked about it but I was completely at peace if I didn't win this year. I was like the whole like two days. I think I was just too tired to be nervous. Um, I think it kind of hit me before like when they were starting to crown the other queens. I was like, oh my God, it's getting to our time. And then when I saw the top five, that was the top five I envisioned. Uh, simply because those ones who I'd seen online. So you know, the ones I talked to, and wow, actually, I had envisioned a top eight, so <laughs> I thought there'd be a top eight, um, due to how many people were there, but it was top five, that's fine, it's absolutely fine, um, so of course, there are a couple of other girls, um, <laughs> so if you're listening, I didn't, I did put you in here, um, and then, of course, when my name was called, it was like, finally, yes, <laughs> um, but, you know, I was like, amazing. I can do everything I'd still plan to do. Just I had a crown on my head because regardless of whether I won or lost, I still feel as important that if I say I'm going to do something, that I do it and that it's not driven by pageantry. And I think a lot of us... Even though, like, if we don't have sashes, we make a really big point of. I'm still doing this, even though I got no sash, no sash appearances. I'm doing this with no sash, and I've, I've I say this as well. I said it last year. I'm like, still out doing it. Um, <laughs> we make such a big deal because I think we're trying to like justify, and we don't need to do this. We don't need to justify the fact that we're turning up to pageant events or doing charity stuff. We were doing that beforehand, maybe not the pageant events, but you know pageantry becomes our social life it simply does um <laughs> but yeah like no sash but then like yeah I also had a change of attitude because obviously I went to Texas and I'm, you know I realized a few things and I was like okay that part of my life and chapter is done the crown will go home and I knew that even if I didn't win like I wasn't going to put on a crown and sash again and you know I'd rather would as I said do no sash because my journey and everything has been that blue sash for so long um even though I was crowned two years ago as well in the height of the pandemic um but you know you're allowed to change as a person and I changed my views on pageantry and you know some i I probably should listen to the podcast back and like do i still align with that i do because if it's a pageant advice like interviewing platform and there's going to be a lot of pageant advice that's very conflicting anyways it's a 100 percent. it's always conflicting advice what one coach says to you another coach will disagree you know i don't agree with everything that other coaches say they don't agree with what i say and there are some things that i do agree with i'm like yes girl yes um oh boy um i don't know if there's any male pageant coaches in the uk specifically i know there are online and i know there were some american male coaches but as obviously most of the girls most of the queens who coach here are female um but anyways going at that the pageant attitude so (laughs) this is also the pageant attitude of if you work your hardest you will get the crown and that is not true. Um, because you could work your hardest and someone else could work their hardest and it gets you differently, you know. And that is why when we say it doesn't matter about how many appearances you do, unless of course you're being like judged on them and you're getting points, then do the required amount. <laughs> But it's also that quality versus quantity. So when I tallied up my appearances from October um, to late October, literally like the last couple of days, because um, after my place is confirmed, I did wear my old sash for a couple of them, and I don't usually, but because appearances weren't counting, and technically <laughs> it was still on the same date, and I had paid my full sponsorship, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to wear my sash. I actually remember that because the next week I got COVID, so that was fun. That um, <laughs> was fun doing interviews with COVID. But I tallied up everything I'd done, and this is something I highly suggest to all of you. Now, of course, I've done it in my workbook, but you can do it in whatever pageant plan you have, or just a notebook, Um, and that's the reason why I created the workbook, was for me, and then added bits in because there are some things that I would need to put on there. Um, but for others it's needed just like the coaching parts and stuff (laughs) I'm like oh what feedback do I give myself today um (laughs) but I note down every appearance I do and I also categorize it now if you have bought well if you've paid for the appearance service the appearance book service you'll know when you get your appearance book and I've done this two ways um depending on how many appearances you have now. I was... I've done a lot of books recently, and I'm like, okay, cool. Anyone with more than, like, 25 appearances, they get sorted into different aspects. Others, it might just be, um... Like, the date, what the appearance is, and then the type of appearance. So it says it there. And I've actually started writing in my little pageant girl notebook that I bought at the PJ party, because Penelope people. Bought her a wand and a tiara which she has broken the wand is still intact um and she was acting out crowning today so she had a crown and a scepter like myself which is very cute but back to the story in hand um i write the appearance and what type of appearance in my workbook when i was a finalist i had so the sections i had and there is an episode on this somewhere uh community so when i put community. That is mainly, like, local events, um, anything like that, charity or non-charity. And, of course, there will be events that interlink, uh, pageant events. So this was any event that was ran by a pageant girl, whether it's a final or an actual event. But the only time it would go into charity events if the pageant they were, like, the event they were holding it for was for charity So, (laughs) there are some things that will overlink, um, but, so, like a group training day, uh, if it's held by your um, system, would count as a pageant event, and go into a pageant, but then if, myself, we hold our confidence sessions, and we run them for charity, that would go into the charity event, it's up to you where you put it, but... Community um, community pageant, charity and social um, media awareness slash campaigns, and then of course, press slash interview like media and I'm trying to think if there's one more, but I don't think there is and it might it might pop up um, <clears throat> oh yes <clears throat> and platform if you have a platform, if you don't have a platform, as I said, the last, last two ones I've done, there was no platform, so I've missed that (laughs) one, um, free actually, but you have a platform section, so I would have all of my, um, appearances, so, like, I knew exactly what days I was joining in, um, the media part, I never counted my own projects like the platform talks and Queen Chats and stuff in my actual appearance. But I did keep a tally. So I kept a tally of how many episodes I'd done um, and all of that. And of course, you can always look back. Um, and I highly suggest, highly suggest, if you're going to do on Instagram, create an appearance highlight. Um, or <laughs> have your Instagram... <laughs> and sort it out there just keep up the date of your appearance books if you're doing them yourself girls honestly honestly um but in total i did 105 appearances 106 but one didn't go out um so 105 and then of course there was 20 platform talks i think there was five queen chats and five other ones um so i obviously kept that separate But, yeah, so I could tell exactly, like, what I was doing. And this, I feel, is really important because, you know, I'm doing it for me. I've done all that for me. And I can keep track and I can see. And so then if someone then questions, I'm like, oh, wow, you did all this. Why are you telling people to not have to worry about appearances? And it's like, no, it's the quality. So there are so many pageant girls who... Are so dedicated to their platform that they might not do as many appearances, but they still have a passion for this. And when you have the attitude of the person who does the most appearances win, you know you'll get some that will say yes and some that say no. So I don't know if if this is true because there's no publicity in ours, but I think I did the most. Appearances-wise, I did not raise the most money for charity. Um, That went to Melissa, who is in the top five. Um, you know, I didn't fundraise for the chosen charity at all. So once again, the pageant attitude of if you raise the most, that you're automatically going to win. And some girls really work themselves to the bone because of this and stress themselves out. Honestly, it's not needed. So... <laughs> Um, But I have been to pageants where the girls have won best in publicity and not taken the crown. I can give examples. I'm not going to give them now, but I have seen it with my own eyes and my head with my own ears. Um, So if you have the pageant attitude that you've done the most, so you should win, bin it right now. Bin it right now. Because that's a personal opinion. And in pageantry, we all have different views of what a pageant queen should be. And some people won't even call themselves pageant queens. They call themselves a beauty queen, a beauty pageant. You know, there's so many ways of defining it and so many reasons why people enter. But if you think that that that's the attitude to have, stop it. Because it takes away your enjoyment as well. Because... I have been, I've seen the girls and like, oh, I need to get this many appearances before this date. I need to get this amount of money before this. And I'm so glad now that there is no system really that gives you extra points for charity as far as I know, which is good. And I like a cap on appearances. So I would always say if there are appearance, like points to get for appearances, get your maximum points. I know for Galaxy they do 10 appearances, you get 0.5 points, so that's a maximum of five. That's it, just five. Why would you not do that? Give yourself the head start, you know? That's great. That's what you want. Can you hear peace snoring right now? <laughs> and she's literally kicking me now. This is. But yeah, like, why would you not get those points? And now she's on my arm, so it's very, it's very chaotic. I think of where I was um in all of that. But yeah, it's the same attitude as if I have the most expensive dress I'm gonna win. And that attitude is not the right attitude to have because you can win in a borrowed gown, like I did. Um you can win in a really expensive gown like a lot of girls have done. You can also win in a bargain, you know, so Rhea one in a pretty little thing dress, and it was bejazzled, like, it's not the brand, it's how you sell it, and she sold it, and then some, the same with other girls, who have wore sheen on stage, you know, or something that is custom made, but didn't cost loads, like, it's not about the money, <laughs> It's about the attitude of having that confidence in yourself to believe that you can be the winner. So the pageant attitudes we've talked about so far is, you know, thinking that only you should win the crown, thinking that you have to do the most to win. I think also I'm going to touch on before I change on to um, the last one I want to talk about. And like there are so many other things that I could talk about in this episode, but I think I don't wanna wow, well, it's day midnight now, so <laughs> I wanna go to sleep um <clears throat> but it's you have to look a certain way to win, so having the attitude of I didn't win because I'm not the what they want as a pageant queen, and I'm not gonna lie and say that this is a hundred percent false because. There are systems out there in the UK that are more model based and are looking for a specific look. You know, a specific height, a specific body type. Um maybe they don't discriminate on you being a blonde or brunette or a redhead, but there are there are some patterns that do that still. Um not many, but there are some, and this is why when Someone said about there being too many pageants. There's not. There needs to be more. Um, (laughs) More good ones, though. We don't want more that are popping up that are not great. So we still want respectable, established pageants. (laughs) But with all that, um, there are so many pageants now that you can choose which one you want to represent. And I know for some of us we can't always choose because there are height restrictions, weight restrictions, marital status, children, age. Um, you know, sometimes it, the pool of choice in pageantry is not as big as someone else's pool of pageantry. But there's still a pool there. And I don't know about you, but especially in this weather, I'm a dive in. Um, splash, splash, bish. Um. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so cringe. But you know, there are a lot of pageants that you'll see. The winners are not the same. That there isn't a certain look. Someone said about covering tattoos, and it makes me laugh so much because in my fashion wear, you can literally see the minion tattoo that I have on my leg. Um. And then my tattoos have colour, they're literally just black. Um do black and white, but they're black and skin tone because there's no white in them. Um, and that's because I'm a loser. <laughs> I don't want to pay extra for the ink. Uh, no, because I know the ink uh, colour fades. And I don't know, it's just how I've been with all my tattoos. Um, however, I forget that they're there sometimes. Um, sometimes they're obvious, sometimes they're not. In the in my evening gown, you could see the four that were on my back. Um, it's all about people's personal preference of what pageant queen is. So though you may say, I didn't win because I didn't look like a queen, you might enter the next year and you win because there are different judges with different mindsets. And that's the thing with pageantry. Each year, there'll be different judges. with different views of what a queen should be. Um so please, please, please don't go into the narrative of, well, you know, I don't look like that, I don't look like this. You know, I'm there screaming from like the rooftops that I'm a plus size girl and I have a mainstream title, like screaming that out there. And you know, like you don't have to look a certain way anymore. It's not the eighties. Even though <laughs> we've gone back to the seventies of human rights and electric prices and food extortion patentry has not (laughs) it is in its new age but the last attitude i am going to talk about is the snobbery of patentry and this sometimes i feel is like its own podcast and i left it to the end i don't know why i should start with it shouldn't i um But having the attitude that you're better than one system is absolutely ridiculous. And it's past midnight now, I'm to the gremlin, and I'm going to go in on this subject. Because it really grinds my gears when people look down on you because you are part of a certain system. And they don't see that system the same as theirs. So you might be fineness together. You're fineness. You know you've got crown. And yet they think they're better than you. 100% put you in the bin. Bye. Trash. Get out my way. That's not the person I want to associate with. Because it exists in pageantry. As we've talked about before, there is a hierarchy which is not wanted. But it's just found itself there for some reason. And there are people breaking it all the time, which is great. However, there are still people that will only enter one or two systems or there'll be someone who will turn the nose up even though it's the same style pageant and it has the same opportunities now i don't know like why some people do this especially like some of these pageants have incredible prize packages like incredible um the internationals that they go to if you want internationals They have incredible prize packages. Like, the Americans have cruises. Like, I mean, you never catch me on a cruise. (laughs) But they do. Um, And it's like, no, I'm going to stick to the same system over and over again and not win. And give my money and feel like I'm part of the best club in pageants. When even those people in those systems don't feel that way. Like, I think it's just weird. It's just, uh, there is there is a pageant snobbery that, like, I won't touch that system. It's not for me. And it's, and maybe that system is not for you. A hundred percent. If it's not because you don't align with it, it doesn't quite take your fancy. But it's more of, I won't be, and I've heard this a lot. I won't be as a popular queen if I win that system. What? <laughs> You're only as popular as what you do so if you win a crown for any system you're going to be known if you do stuff that's literally isn't it if you're out there with your title and you're wearing your crown and sash you're going to be known by more people if you win and then don't do anything you're not going to be talked about as much apart from throwback pictures and pictures of you at the finals that's the only reason people are going to know who you are so even though you won that title, you don't have the same status. And <laughs> I hope that's made sense to everyone because a title is what you make of it. I've seen years ago people wearing their charity sashes out and doing loads. People like because this is before like some pageants made it like a main title, like hold Um, you know, publicity. Um so many other uh, eco sashes like a side award in a pageant like obviously there eco things I feel like I'm digging myself a hole with this bit but like I'm talking about side awards in another pageant where that's not the specific brand <laughs> and of course since from my eco of course congratulations to the queens oh my god it looked amazing literally the worst time to have three finals <laughs> and fourth were the internationals of uh, royal miss it happened on the same day that I needed to do a deadline for <laughs> for uni, so I was trying to catch up with everything. Um, but yeah, like you know, they've worn their side award sashes out and done appearance with them, and you know the runners-up sashes, like taking them out, doing what they could with them, and they were known because they worked hard. You know, yes, sometimes they might not be seen as much as other systems but that's because that's the attitude that everyone has given each other and talked about and that's why it shouldn't be a part of pageantry, it should be like literally pushed away the same way as well the snobbery of doing a charity pageant now (laughs) I have heard people say you know that The top pageant girls will not be seen doing charity pageants. Like, it's not... You don't see them doing that. You see the same people do charity pageants. You know, you're not going to see the top pageant girls do it. Who are the top pageant girls? I mean, who are they? There are so many incredible badass girls in pageantry. Um, Like... (laughs) And I'm gonna be completely honest and say I have competed in maybe two or three charity pageants, and that is not because I feel that they are beneath me. It's because I live in the southwest and there's hardly any pageants here at all, hardly any. So when they are in my area, I snap them up if I'm free. That's literally it. And I can't even do this beauty because I usually judge and. I already won the Miz when it first happened. Um, <laughs> but if I to pee I could, you know, bring another crown home. But it's not beneath me at all. The reason these top pageant girls are not doing it is because they're paying a bucket load in coaching. That's the it. They don't need to get the feedback, they don't need to get the experience because they're doing the training in the halls, in the, you know, studios. I said halls, basically in the studios. In, you know, the interview practice, all the other prep as well that goes into, you know, these pageants. And it's also, you're training for the system, like for the system you're competing at. Miss Universe, Miss World are completely different to some of the pageants we compete in. You know, different criteria, different walk patterns, different, you know, questions set. Most of the pageants here in the UK, we will not get asked about our views on abortion. We will not get asked about um any political questions or, you know, about COVID and Black Lives Matter. We're not going to get those conversations. We don't usually have them in an interview room. Out on Facebook and everything, that's great. We need more of these conversations. That's literally why I did what I did with my fashion wear, why it's my platform. However most of these pageants don't require stuff like that even when you're going to internationals you know some of them have a like a politics and religion free question zone like you're not going to get asked anything like that so you know you don't need to train for it I mean if you want to train for it that's great but you know you're not training for Miss Universe unless you are then that's that's great (laughs) you know so why should you not do a charity pageant you know and there are some great prizes that happen. You know, Harriet's Miss UK Crown and now in power. I hope I got that right. Like, you get the feedback, like, from the, like, the, you get, have an interview because many charity pageants don't have an interview. So you have an interview, you have your stage. Like, there are really cool prizes. There was like free entry into UK National Miss as well, like, for one of them. That's crazy, that's so good, you know. Um, And there are other charity pageants uh, in the areas, and it depends on your area. Yes, you see the same people doing it, because sometimes they will do a charity pageant so they get coach, you know, and they'll work on their feedback that way. And some areas, like North Wales, has, like, a really good community in pageantry. And there's so many charity pageants there. One thing I will say, though, is and this is a trend that happened a lot more in lockdowns. Of course, the photo competitions and the photo judging Now I get tagged in so many of them, and I might actually do a couple of them now because Penelope keeps asking about crowns and sashes, so it'd be you know, it would save <laughs> save me some money just enter her. But if you keep having all these competitions again and again and again, it gets saturated, and you don't actually learn anything from them. Like you can have a charity pageant virtually but you don't actually learn anything because unless you have an interview, like a virtual judging, um like you're just submitting old videos of you on stage. You're not all like in your living room. It's there's no benefit of you getting that feedback. Someone might say something. But if you're like in a small box room, walking up and down a hallway, that, that's not a true representation of what you'd be like on stage, is it? So this is where the last part of the attitude of you have to do everything and everything to be a winner doesn't count. You get to pick and choose what you do. If you want to do a charity pageant, do a charity pageant. If you want to join a competition online, do it. If you want to join in someone's campaign, do it. If you don't want to join any campaign, don't do it. Like, it's as simple as that. Don't stress yourself out and go to a million events at once when you don't need to. Go to the events that you want to attend, you know? Like, that is how I operate. There are sometimes events where there'll be two or three, and I'm like, okay, for me, sometimes it's which one's the closest? um, that's always the first four, but also, which one would I enjoy more, that's the, that's the biggest one, and then, I know we have, we all say about our pageant brand, and what contributes to it, and everything, but, you know, it's how you see yourself, like, do you want to be advertising every single awareness day, and just kind of watering down your content, um, do you just want to be seen to a your platform, like, do you want to be a charitable person? Do you want to be someone who's just always at events all the time? Like, you get to define the pageant journey that you're on. And this is where your attitude of enjoying the pageant experience rather than, I need to win this and win this only. You need to be realistic, but you also need to be optimistic. So many ex-ts. um, <laughs> Because every single person deserves that crown. Whatever pageant, they all deserve to be a winner, okay. And just because you didn't win, doesn't mean you don't deserve it. For a start, doesn't mean you didn't work hard for it. You know, doesn't mean anything. It just sucks sometimes. And unfortunately, one person has to win, and the rest don't. That's just how it goes. Um, but what defines you is how you react in that, and how your attitude is because. I always remember the girls with the sour faces and the people who were mean and the changing rooms and the comments on Facebook. And I've seen them. I've seen them when I've won. About, you know, sometimes it's usually just family and friends who are trying to hype you up. But then when you react to them, when you react and you're like, well, that's not very fair, is it? You know? changes a lot of viewpoints it changes there but of course as I say to everyone who hasn't placed hasn't won um or placed and didn't win like you're allowed to be disappointed but also happy for the person who has won you're allowed to self-reflect and you're allowed to get angry about it but also direct where that anger is going to go is it going to go into passion and coming back because everyone's like oh yeah but you uh you know you're a coach and you won you have a book like you have all this and it's like yeah but I had all that and last year I didn't win you know and in 2018 I didn't win at internationals and I'm not even gonna tell all the other times I've lost at all placed you know and the pageants I haven't placed at all I competed in Miss Inspiration three times and did I place in any of them no I won congeniality in the first one I won oh yeah I've missed all of them still I'm a miss now but like woman um <laughs> the second one I won miss curves the third I won zilch and nothing absolutely nothing and I still love that system I still love that pageant like and I'd compete again if I could um maybe I'm Is old enough um you know it's <laughs> You don't win everything. Yes, there are some pageant girls that win every pageant they have competed in. But if you look at all the coaches right now in the UK, Harriet hasn't won every single pageant. Beth hasn't won every single pageant. Um, Tina hasn't won every single pageant. Rachel hasn't won every single pageant. I'm trying to think if I've missed off any coaches. Um, I know Chloe doesn't do coaching anymore, but when she was, she didn't win every single pageant. Like we've not all won every single pageant we've entered, like, and that is what makes a good coach. Sometimes, is the fact that we've experienced loss as well as winning, and not everyone just because they've won can be a coach. Please don't have that attitude, okay? <laughs> Please don't. You got to have a lot of patience. You need a lot of skill set. You need. A lot of stuff. It's not easy coaching. <laughs> I mean, if you want to try it, we give you a go. Um us build a team of coaches here at Sparkles. I can do it. I can't manage a team. And that's not because I, I I could. But I feel that Sparkles is my baby and I don't want to give too much of it away. <laughs> it's basically Sparkles is like Penelope. It just clings on to me. Um, <laughs> but it's encouraging other people. Like, once you step into this coaching business in pageantry rather than be like oh another one (laughs) like the Bristol lady um it's welcome them in you know I only do interview and like now so it's recommending coaches in different areas and that's the same with charity pageants so if you feel like you want to be a pageant snob and not enter them even though they're for a great cause a really good cause sometimes um get yourself into coaching instead and this is my last thing as well talking about coaches before we wrap up it's been a long thing having the pageant attitude I'm going to catchphrase all these now pageant attitude um that you have to train with a certain trainer this is my bugbear I've said it before and I say it again all the time you don't have to train with a certain trainer just because everyone else does you don't have to go with the most popular ones. You don't have to go with the one that's the most expensive. Because expensive doesn't mean the best. Okay? And nor does cheap mean the worst. Okay? I was nominated for awards for my coaching. And I'm the cheapest, I think. <laughs> Just a cheap girl living her life. um. But as I stated earlier, I'm cheap because this isn't my business. Like... This is more, I want to help people. But also I realize that my time is precious. Um, You know, I realised that in January. Where literally my whole weekends of child-free, child-free days were coaching. I, it was tiring. And that's why, like, if I was doing it for free. But also sometimes if you do stuff for free. People are more likely not to turn up. Interesting, isn't it? Um... but yes and uh you know also like oh well they never won this pageant they never competed in this pageant so why should i listen to them i love this because usually i say well i never won a pageant girl uk competition and i've still coached winners in those competitions and now i can't say that because i have one (laughs) so yay (laughs) um but, you know, it's other systems that I've never stepped foot on, like the stage. I've coached winners in that. Um And, of course, yeah, I have coached girls to win in pageant systems that I've won in. Like, you obviously just look at Yummy. Like, I'm looking at my crown case now and there's like, oh, hold on. It's like five crowns from Yummy. <laughs> obviously, the internationals as well. Like... It doesn't mean, though, that you have to train with me in order to win these. Obviously, it's a good choice. I'm a good choice for it. (laughs) But, like, I'm not the sole person. Like, there are still other trainers that can help you. And you're not going to get on with everyone. Not everyone has the same attitude. Not everyone, you know, some people are really serious. Some are laid back. Some are too laid back. You know, I like to think of myself in the middle. I'm quite serious with some stuff. Also, I'm very laid back, like, I don't make you do homework, and I'm quite, yeah. But also, I, I you know, if I know that you I want to get the best out of you, um, so scary and nice, like, I don't know how to term that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's there sparkly there, but you know, rhinestones can cut you, <laughs> but. Yeah, there's no attitude of why I wouldn't train with her because she's not that good. And I've I've had this so many times. And it's only recently, this past year, and especially filling out, we're going full circle, filling out the uh, Hall of Fame. Just realise like, how much of an impact I've made um, and why you guys choose to listen to me and whether that's you giving me money or not. Whether you're just listening right now. You're not giving me money, but you're learning something from me. And that's, that's the best thing I can do. I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't want to have to deal with the paperwork. So here we go. Here's a different way. Teacher of pageants. Um, but some of you were like, this girl's really annoying. I don't want to listen to her. I'm going to listen to someone else. Or listen to a coach overseas, you know. There are a lot of girls here in the UK that do get training overseas. um, And they've chose that because that's the right fit for them. 100% so let's not go into that whole oh, you need to have this trailer to win this designer brand these heels like remember everyone with a drama of tippy tops I've not seen many tippy tops recently like I mean I see mine of all the time I look at them and I dream because they're actually a really comfortable shoe and I loved walking in them but not so much. But it was like, oh, it had to be this popular shoe. Like, you had to have this. There will always be a trend in pageantry. There will always be moments. There will always be things that you might think, oh, that's a coincidence. You know, like, oh, that's interesting. Um, But yeah. So to recap on everything, your attitude is what defines you in pageantry. If you, you put yourself as too closed off and not ready to open your eyes and arms to the world of pageantry for just like i'm gonna win and that's it you miss out on the whole thing having the attitude that you worked hard and you deserved it because you were better than everyone else that's not going to get you to win the next one um you know the attitude of if you do the most appearances that means you win nope the same as the most charity nope 100% no. These are all like myths as well. It's like attitude, myth busters, everything. Don't be a pageant snob. Charity pageants are there for a very good reason. Non-contracted pageants are great for confidence building. If you don't want to do them, that's entirely your choice. But don't put others down for doing them. Okay. The same with comparing each other just because we're in different systems. The titles all have the same... We all are competing for the same thing. We are competing for titles, to be a queen, to make a difference for that year. Or for others, just to look good for that year. Cool, you do you, but don't look down on someone else just because they have a crown and you don't. And you're like, why do they have a crown? Because they worked hard. And they worked hard for them. That's the important thing. If you work hard just because you want the crown... You're not gonna get it if you worked hard because you love the stuff you do and you love the fact that you're represented a system and you've just like loved your time, like yeah, that's gonna show a lot more than like yeah, I did this and I I fundraised for this charity, but I don't actually have any personal connection to that charity, and that's a hundred percent the reason. Let's let's get into that why. I didn't fundraise for the Christie this year. It's an incredible charity and there are so many girls fundraising for it. So I know that it's in a safe hand. But for me, I wanted to see where my money went because I live down south. Um, and I know the charities that I wanted to help because they were local charities to me and to local causes. Like, yeah, that's that's what I knew I wanted to do. But I knew that it would not go against me. So you need to get out of that hole. I need to fundraise for this. And you know that's going to get me more points. That's going to get you more this, this and this. No. So the moral of this is don't have an (laughs) attitude. Don't go into pageants with a a mindset of um, the winner only. And all these like rules that aren't rules. Do your own journey. I mean, as I said, you can listen to this and you'll listen to another podcast that will contradict everything I say, most likely. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, But the last attitude, of course, would just be myself to say to never give up if you really want that title to go for it. I do have a, like, a, a two-try Um rule that I have for myself depending on the cost of the pageant um, because there are some pageants I've entered more than twice because of their cost um, but if I haven't won the second try that's done and done done and dusted um, and lucky for me usually on the second try I do win my titles Yemi, second try my second try UK's National Miss, second try <laughs> my first ever title Miss Finden back in 2011 that was my second try. And that was the missing one heat. And things have tried so much. But then, as I said, <laughs> I tried Galaxy twice, didn't win. Um I went to a go for the third time, then I fell pregnant, so that's why that's why the two time rule is in place for me. But you put your own boundaries on your competition. You know, what ones you wanna do, how many times you're gonna attempt it, like the affordability. But like I didn't give up on what I wanted to achieve and i put my all into it and so did everyone else it was a great it's a great competition it was a really good thing to be a part of and of course it's great for me because i came home with the title um but i'm so proud of myself for continuing and knowing what i wanted from pageants and not changing myself and still speaking out um this is the last part to say Speak out on things that you're not happy about in pageants. Speak out about things that you're not happy outside pageants. If you have any worries or concerns about something, can you need some advice? My DMs are always open. As I said, I might not get around to it really quickly. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook. My messages never get read. I don't know why, it just never sends it to me. But um, <laughs> if you're worried about anything, can you need some advice or, you know, you've never experienced something like this in pageants before or something might seem strange or off just drop me a message I will be able to help you like even though I am a queen for sparkles I have an unbiased hat on um (laughs) I want to include everyone and make sure that everyone is like happy in their pageant journey and um I said this I'm like really excited now because I don't have to compete anymore so I have to you know make sure my walk is on point or you know my interviews and I do know that when you are a queen you should still you should still be planning ahead but I've already done these plans and plans will come to me every single day I literally have my whole year planned out with obviously gaps for a social life should I want it (laughs) should I want it all sorts um but yeah I have plans of the stuff that I want to do um and if you are a queen and you don't have any plans then of course you you would book in a coaching session or talk um you know there's always that after which is why we have it in the handbook as well like now you're a queen like now what like and just talking about that um but if you do have any worries or anything like that, please don't hesitate um, to drop me a message because I want to make sure that everyone is happy in pageant land. I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's also that you're safe and that, you know, bunnies never prosper in pageantry. Um, and no one is too big in pageants to fall down. So... Like for me, if I ever made someone upset or did something, I'd want to know because then I can be the bigger person. Like I'm not saying that sounds really wrong, but me like I can take accountability. That's the one. <laughs> I can take accountability for my actions and apologize and try and make things right if I can. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. There are some people in Padre Tree that I do not get on with, and there are some people in that I love, um, and. That's what you have to say, I was saying this the other day, like, we're all sisters in pageantry, but just like a normal family, sometimes sisters don't get on. Like, literally, just because I don't get on with some people, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be difficult. And, you know, this is the whole... I'm trying to put it in like words now, but it's also getting really late. (laughs) But, um... You know, no one is too big. And if people do get decrowned, they get decrowned. Because bullying should never be a part of pageantry. This, like, attitudes and stuff and the cliques and, and all sorts of stuff. It's it's not needed. And people have lost their titles for their behaviour before. Like, I n- you know they have. Sometimes it's not public knowledge. Sometimes it is. um. But if you feel... Like you're in that predicament, drop us a message and always take screenshots. Um, even if someone does a voice note, if they're bullying you, if they're saying stuff and they're in pageant land, nah. But yes, I I like to keep a non biased opinion in pageantry to see both sides as you do if anything even if I have systems that I absolutely adore and systems that I'm not too fond of. It's what's right for the person who's messaging you. And that's something I really want to illustrate. Um I don't think that was the right word, but... <laughs> that it's the right pageant for you. The right pageant for you might not be the right one for someone else, even if it's the most popular one. Um, it has to suit you and... Like, for me, I could promote these other systems that i competed in, but then someone might not want to go to internationals, or someone might not want to compete as a miss, They want to compete as a missus. You know, it's having a safe pageant for everyone. But I'm going to finish on this now. <laughs> going on for over an hour. How crazy is that? Um, But look out for a pageant raffle that will be happening... Um next week, um I'll be going on until September. Um, nice pageant raffle to fundraise for my local hospital. Um, and pageant con. I will be messaging people. Um, in August. Um, about speaking on pageant con. If you have anyone that you would like to speak or you'd like to speak, you have to be an expert in your field. Um. I would say three years plus. So if you just won a pageant, no offense, but I don't wanna hear from you. I wanna hear from you on the interviews and stuff, but if you've only won one pageant, you're not gonna have the same experience as if you've been competing for three years because you've only experienced one pageant final. So Unless you studied pageants and you were behind the scenes for years and all this stuff, you kind of see what I mean. Like I said, I'm, I'm getting into a complicated like, um, explanation about this. <laughs> um, but yes, so pageant going will be coming. The annual is being worked on, um, from September onwards. So I'm super excited for those to be in Christmas presents. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep. Um, but apologies. <gasps> i said sorry i wasn't gonna say sorry but yeah i am sorry that it's been so long i'm not sorry for why um (laughs) because life life do be like that um but there will be a lot more episodes so peace out